This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. They own New York Giants. And this was, I thought, the worst performance for Daniel Jones, who they just paid in the offseason, Jason. Yeah. They gave him all that money, and he looked like hot garbage. You know, the first drive, they're moving the ball pretty well, and he's being effective, um, you know, deciding when to take off and run. And then you've got the block, and then it just it it, it just became a comedy of errors, right? It just, you know, at the moment, Saquon Barkley barely possesses that ball, fumbles it, pops up into the air, and that goes to the house. I mean, at that point, you, you know, the game that 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 game was over right then and there. Um, the interesting thing for me was then how did the Giants coaches react? They reacted by keeping the starters out there, and they clearly did not want to get shut out, and they got shut out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives me a little pause. Like a that after going to the playoffs last year, and I really, I think Brian Dable's awesome. I think he's really smart. But like you accomplished some stuff last year. You, you paid big money to keep some of those pieces around, and then you didn't just shut it down. Like, you didn't think enough of them, right, and enough of sort of your long-term chances and enough of what you established last year to just say it's not our day. I don't want right. to get people hurt, right? Let's get these people. guys off the field. Yep. In the rain, on that crappy surface that nobody wants to play on, they, they kept pushing it and got nothing out of it. So I do wonder if that gets in their head a little bit. And the players are like, why did they put us through that? And the coaches are like, damn, we couldn't do anything. Like, we couldn't do anything in the second half, which was basically a preseason game. And maybe we're not as good as we were last year. So it gives me some pause. Um, they they play Arizona this week. I mean, if they don't take care of business there, then we've got major problems, you know. So I'm withholding judgment on the Giants because, to your earlier point, Dallas has their number. Dallas really has their number at the Meadowlands. This became a game where everything could have possibly gone against them, game script-wise, you know, luck-wise, just probability-wise. It became a black hole. I don't think they're going back to the playoffs, but I don't think they're that bad. And and similarly for Dallas, like Dallas to me is a front-running team. And when that kind of stuff happens, they can look as good or better than anybody in the league. Right? The yep. problem for Dallas is what happens when it's 17-16. You know what I mean? With five minutes left to go and you've got the ball at your own 15. And this was not a game where they did anything on offense. They didn't really have to do anything on offense. I, know, I was going to say. They had this huge early lead and they just managed it, which is all Mike McCarthy really wants to do anyway. It's like <laughs> not to lose, right? He wants to be risk averse. 
He just wants to win the game as the head coach by any means necessary. He doesn't care what the offense looks like. The old coordinator, Kellen Moore, wanted to win big, yep. wanted to win with style points, and wanted to be able to hang his hat on it because that's how you get a head coaching job. So that's changed dramatically. So I don't know how much we learned about Dallas's offense here. Um, but I, I, I do think, yeah, you give Mike McCarthy an early lead like that, and the defense is whipping the other team's offensive line, then I think he's he's going to just lean into that proposition and not ask a whole lot out of Dak and not ask a whole lot about anybody on offense. Um, and we saw this Dallas defense shot out of the cannon last year as well. And then by around week 10, you know what I mean? Some, some, some things started to regress a little bit. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Here's what's funny about this, uh, and we'll talk to Baldy about this as he uh, will give us a breakdown on Thursday, guys. Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on 4, it's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends. Dan Quinn has gone from basically a cover three, okay? We're not going to give up big plays to playing a lot more man and blitzing things that traditionally, okay, going back to his Seattle days, he didn't do. He didn't do it in Atlanta. And now he's completely kind of flipped on how he approaches these games. And I'll say this to to your point about the Cowboys offense. Dak Prescott, 13 to 24, 143 yards, zero touchdowns. Dak Prescott proved absolutely nothing to me in a game in which – he didn't have to, but to your point about, hey, we got the ball, two minutes of play. Is he going to be able to go down the yeah. field and make those plays? He didn't do anything in this game. So, Dak, you know, the, the question for me is, as we move through the season, those moments, Jason, you're talking about are going to matter. Um, and this is their biggest blowout, by the way. The last time the Cowboys shut somebody out, or, or their biggest blowout, 38 nothing in 1978, it was the Baltimore Colts. So, this blowout, you know, from that standpoint, historically, the defense is all all geeked up and everybody's excited. I still have my doubts about Dak Prescott, period. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you. I, look, I think the Cowboys are a good team. The Cowboys will beat teams that have less talent than them. That's who they are. That's what they do. If they're asked to punch down, they can punch down and they can punch down with vigor and force and they can embarrass people. Yep. The question is when it's a fair fight from a talent standpoint and a, and a, and a coaching standpoint, and a lot of ways you know, which coach is better, but whatever. Uh, and when they have to punch up, what, what does that bring out in them? In the NFC, I don't know how much punching up there is to be done. Um, you know, the Eagles, the 49ers maybe, like, we'll see. Uh, but this is – but, I mean, for Jerry Jones and the perennial Cowboys hype train, I mean, there's nothing. This this is the, you know, you, you go on the road in oh, the yeah. division and you emasculate somebody on national television, like <laughs> the offense, defense, special teams. I, I mean, how many jerseys yeah. is Jerry going to sell this week? It's it it'll it's oh. amazing. It's good, so good for business. Cowboys are feeling good. All right, guys, let's talk about the other game that I was a little bit shocked at. Give him props. Give him credit. Jordan Love showed up 
and played well for the Packers. Packers beat the Bears 38-20. I still, you know, listen, Justin Fields, and we'll get into this here. They, They like Justin. I know this. Ryan Pohl's a general manager. They trust him. What they don't have in Chicago is everybody's questioning whether he's going to be the franchise guy. Is just like with the Jets guys, they don't have an offensive line. Justin's going to be running for his life all season. And so you saw a little bit of that. And listen, when you're doing those things, Jason, that affects your decision making. He's got one legit wide receiver in G.J. Moore that they traded for. Yeah. The other guys are like, you know, all right, maybe they're all right, maybe Rudy's not. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, I think part of this is, as we talk about this beatdown by the Packers, Jordan Love was very efficient, 123 quarterback rating. Um, Aaron Jones was a beast. But I just – I look at this game and I go, okay, maybe Jordan Love is going to be a lot better than we expected. What did you think? Um – I like the Packers here. I didn't think it would be this big of a beatdown, but I had major. I, I still have major concerns about the Chicago Bears. And my play of the Packers wasn't as much um, a rubber stamping of Jordan Love is legit as it just was. I don't buy Chicago. I don't buy Matt Eberflus as a head coach. I don't buy their personnel on defense. You know, I don't buy that a team that was that broken, a team that allowed over two yards per carry before contact, before anybody on Eberflus' defense got around to touching them, right, on the ground. A team that was that horrible against the pass. Um, a, a team that generated that little pressure that Yannick and Gakwe and, and Edmonds, you know, were going to fix it. And then Gakwe had a great first half, and he can get off. He can't play the run of damn. That's why he's played for a quarter of the teams in the league. So I, I don't – and you're going to play him every down because he's your shiny pass rusher, but – He'll get exposed, and and systematically, Green Bay road graded them on the ground. Uh, this is the part I also don't get. They're going out of their way to tell you how much they're doing for Justin Fields, and and there's all this rhetoric, and and they've got the fan base believing there's going to be this evolution in Justin Fields. So Justin Fields is not running by design, but you've got a horrible defense. You've got an offensive line that has got a much better shot of road grading people, at least trying to in the run game, than pass protecting. And you've now eliminated this kid's best weapon, which is putting him in some RPOs and putting him in more design situations for for him to to use his legs to get himself into better passing situations and to have this evolve naturally. But the idea that we're now going to come out and throw the ball all over the place on you when if they go three and out and the other team's keeping their defense on the field, you're going to quickly get in a position where all you can do is throw the ball because you're going to be behind by two scores. Like their whole sort of modus operandi about managing a game blows my mind. And when you're looking at halftime and, and Fields has like, you know, six rushes for 34 yards yeah. and none of them are really designed. It's just when he has to, I'm thinking Scrambling. like, I, I, I don't understand who they think they are, who they're trying to be, what they think they have to prove. Um, it, it just doesn't add up to me. Um, they need to be a ball control team. You don't have a defense. Like, <laughs> you have nothing to stand on defensively. You know, and I don't know if people are just going into meetings and, 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 and you know, talking about how great they're going to be or, you know, how his tired system is somehow going to change things this year. But if I am running that team, I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Like, you know, even even some of the, the best young running quarterbacks in this league, 
You don't tie one arm behind their back, or in this case, one leg. Like, I, I don't understand the idea of, like, he's got to run less. It's it's week one. It's a bad team. It's a divisional game that at least Vegas thinks is a coin flip. Why are we not playing to our strength? You know what I mean? Why are we trying to change our spots and fruit with something that we're probably never going to get to anyway? But why, why? You know what I mean? Why is week one about let's see if Justin Fields can throw for 300 yards?